Today on the Shrewd Dudes Podcast, Twitter is finally getting rid of Jack Dorsey. Is the guy that we're replacing him with better or worse? We'll find out soon. Uh, we also have the scary new variant, Omnicron. Sounds like a Decepticon. Uh, is it a Decepticon or is it just a big old joke? We're going to discuss that uh, further. We're also going to be talking about uh, CDC, which is... Um, you know, kind of taking things back. You know, are they are they full of crap or are they not? We're going to find out about that. But um, we're going to also going to have a wonderful roast of a public official. You're going to you're going to want to see that as well. Uh, that's all, all and more today on the Shrew Dudes Podcast. Okay. All right. Well, that was that was Senior Sweetness's attempt at doing the intro. I thought Aww, you did I thought you, you think? What do you think? You did well, but you were just really Yay. fast. Well, I was it's all it's all about like, you know, getting the energy going, you know. Yeah, I think that was more <laughs> nerves than anything. <laughs> nah, it's kind of like trying to wing it, you know. I'm always I know. I'm I always know. the full energy person. You know this. I sweetness. Yeah. I got the sugar high. Mm-hmm. The salty the salty people among us are just like <laughs> yeah. we have we're just like I'm so fed up with this, this stupidity. Okay, okay. <laughs> we the, have no the, energy. The difference between you and I is basically like you know I'm I'm basically Speedy Gonzalez and you're uh what's that what's that the uh like uh, Slowpoke, his uh his, his, like cousin from Mexico is Slowpoke. Oh, <laughs> you know yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about, right? I know who you're I'm talking about. Slowpoke. <laughs> I am like, slow. Like I señor, hello, Linda, everybody, but yeah, yeah. No. He's no. He's no. All right, taking it off. Um, oh, I love that guy. Uh, or that girl. Um, so, Stephen, how are you today? I am. I'm all right. Uh, yeah. Work was very interesting. I got yeah. partnered with another kind of semi newbie, and we reached the end of our day, and we're like, I think we have to stop because we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> and there's nobody who can come and help work. us out here. Good. And so we're leaving the site, and this other guy who's more experienced shows up, and he's like, "You guys are leaving already?" And he looks at the job we're doing, and he's like, "Yep, you guys were right not to continue because you guys have no idea what you're doing." And we're like, "See, <laughs> see, see." And he's like, "This yep. is what you need." And we're like, "Okay, well, we can't get that until tomorrow morning." So apparently, but but apparently, the more that the thing I found most interesting is that you schooled a couple of guys on the. Tell us about that. Uh, oh, the guy you told about stuff. the the Rittenhouse stuff. Tell us yeah, about my, that. my coworker was... today was just like, I can't believe that kid got acquitted. He was just walking around shooting people. I'm like, what? No. And so <laughs> I'm like telling him the entire story and he just like, his eyes widen. He's like, what? <laughs> so it was totally self-defense. And I'm like, yes, it was. And he's like, mm. how come I never heard about that? And I'm like, you should be asking those questions. Mm-hmm. That's right. And he's like, dang. It's crazy. And I'm like, yes, it is. It is crazy that people do not know that. He should definitely be listening to our podcast because then he would like know. Well, he did look us up on YouTube, so that's something. Nice. Awesome. So we'll see if he takes the effort to keep watching. But I think (laughs) I might be with him tomorrow, so we'll see. But how about you, senor? Oh, things are good. Today was a nice, uh, beautiful day to work, actually. I really liked it. Um, It was. Yeah, nice and uh, not, not sunny, but like definitely warm. And um, got a brand new pair of boots. And uh, it's good because my feet are freezing most days. So these are like insulated. I'm like, yeah, finally more cold. 
Yeah, I got the new boots last week, so. Yeah. It's always it's nice to have new open. boots. It's always nice to have new things. Right. Yeah. Or is it? Let's talk about Twitter. Oh, the new things. New like things. That. So, new, things. new Twitter CEO steps from behind the scenes to high profile. This is from CTV News. So, <laughs> newly named Twitter CEO, Parag Agrawal has emerged from behind the scenes to take over one of Silicon Valley's highest, highest profile and politically volatile jobs. But his prior lack of name recognition coupled with a solid technical background appears to be what some big company backers were looking for to lead Twitter out of its current morass. A 37-year-old immigrant from India. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agarwal comes from outside the ranks of celebrity CEOs, which include the man he's replacing, Jack Dorsey, Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk of SpaceX, and Tesla. Those brand name company founders and leaders have often been in the news and on Twitter for exploits beyond the day-to-day running of their companies. He's served as Twitter's chief technology officer for the past four years, and his appointment was seen by Wall Street as a choice of someone who will focus on ushering Twitter into what's widely seen as the Internet's next era, the Metaverse. So, but let's let's investigate a little bit about this guy. So this is an opinion piece from Senator Marco Rubio. So that's published by Fox News. So Twitter's Jack Dorsey, Dorsey is gone. Dorcio is gone, Dorcio. but social media, but the social media giant's new CEO is worse. Yeah, way worse. So, and then he, he talks about how he's not a fan, but let's talk about some things that he actually said. So in an interview last year, Parag Agrawal said Twitter's role is not to be bound by the First Amendment. Mm, in fact, he openly acknowledged that Twitter's role in censorship it should be acknowledged Twitter's role in censorship, saying we need to serve a healthy public conversation and our moves are reflective of things we believe lead to a healthier public conversation. Mm. And what was another thing that he said? In last year's interview, he admitted that Twitter is moving towards how we recommend content. Um, in other words, he believes the platform is and should be acting as a publisher, which means it's no longer eligible for Section 230 protections. Which, he also uh, said in one tweet that basic that it was essentially saying that if you are saying that terrorists are relatable to Muslims, then are all most terrorists are Muslims, then most white people are white supremacists or something akin to that. And it was just like, what? That's insane. You're like most white people are racist or something like that. Yeah, yeah. it was absolutely insane. And it's like, this is yeah. the guy who is going to be replacing Jack Dorsey, also commonly known as Twitter Rasputin. But this is crazy. I know, Laura Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. That guy had the most... I've never seen a CEO of a major company mm. that literally looked like a homeless person. Oh, yeah, he did. Whenever he showed up in, like... Congress, still does. He's like, kind of like... He still does. And he has, like, the glazed overlook. It's like, <laughs> did you fail every single drug test or something? Yeah. Like, how are you one of the most prominent people in the world? I feel like he's like, uh, like the uh, whatever the guy's name featured in, in The Aviator, that uh, super rich man that basically went crazy and became a germaphobe and like let us like hair grow out. Like, that's 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 what I feel I've only like. Seen bits and pieces of the aviator, so this is and anyway, yeah, the idea that he's like he started off okay and then they slowly slowly went crazier and crazier mm. until he's like living in the in the, the garbage can next to Oscar the Grouch. 
That's mm. the impression I got. I see. But, um, but talking about this guy, so um, what is the guy's name? It's such a difficult name to pronounce. Parag Agrawal. Agrawal. Um, Agrawal. Agrawal. Um, so um, Parag is um, anything but, but uh, like he, imagine like, you know, okay, like when, when um, Steve Jobs left Apple, Everyone mm-hmm. thought, okay, this is going to go downhill. He was the idea man. He was the charismatic one. He was the one that really was driving Apple, everything. Yep. And everyone understood, rightly so, that, yeah, he's going to be like the the Tim Cook is not going to be anything like Steve Jobs. He's mm-hmm. basically just going to maintain the company. Yes. Uh, you know, like status quo. Uh, status quo, but not going to, no, no, it, it, they're not going to innovate anymore. However, this guy, from everything I've heard, he is ten times worse than Jack Dorsey. We're actually going to be missing the days when Jack Dorsey was was in charge because Jack Dorsey actually made an effort. He made a legitimate effort to at least pretend mm-hmm. that he cared about free speech, that he pretended to be even-handed. The whole thing, like Tim Tim Pool, like that yeah. that infamous uh, conversation on um, uh, that uh, on Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, Joe Rogan. Um, he he took him to the fire, but at least at least he was trying to at least pretend to be like, you know, somewhat fair, right? Um, Prague sounds like he is, he has absolutely no intention whatsoever at being fair. He's like, nope, nope. Uh, free speech sucks. We're going to shut down voices that we don't like. And mm-hmm. like, he's, he sounds like the, the kind of like the, the kind of guy who will come in like a bull in a China shop and will just, yeah, just absolutely like remove all restrictions. And oh yeah, he's just going to, he's going to bulldoze any semblance of free speech that Twitter had. Like, yeah. Twitter did not have much of a semblance of free speech, but now they're going to have zero. Yeah. And I don't know if you knew this, like uh, Twitter's quickly becoming less and less relevant. Mm-hmm. It's becoming like, like one of the lesser relevant uh, of the social media platforms. Yeah. Um, because like for, for a long time, they've just been, they, they've been one of the most aggressively, um, sensorious. Like, sen- sensorious. And so, like, yeah, like, so most of the kids are on, on the new platforms like Instagram, Snapchat, uh, TikTok, all these other ones. Uh, most of the older generation, they don't really use Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's mostly celebrities, maybe yeah. the news and politicians that use Twitter. Yep. But most regular people aren't really... it's a very fast of information yeah. and conversation. But yeah. it's not... Because because you're limited, you can't have any serious conversations on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the biggest problems with it. It's just like, oh, I wanted to provide it. Like, I was having a conversation with somebody about, like, Omicron and masks. Hmm. And I'm like, I ran out of space. And I'm not making a thread just to, like, debunk this person because I make a lot of effort. And you have to post them in a certain order, and it's just annoying. I'm like, no, no, no. This is dumb. It's basically Twitter designed to be... It's just designed to to basically send messages to your followers. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what it is. So if you don't have followers, like why why would I use Twitter? Yes, exactly. But unfortunately, Twitter is like free speech is not limited just on tr- Twitter. We've talked mm-hmm. for a long time about how free speech has been limited on YouTube and other platforms. Yep. And so one of the most recent actions by YouTube was to limit. This video. It's a video called <laughs> Sad Little Man. It's by a band called Five Times August. 
By the way, if and you haven't seen, if you haven't heard any any of their other songs, I definitely recommend them. They these it's guys are interesting. Really yep. Yeah. So we're gonna watch about a minute of it, and then if you want, you can we'll leave the link and you can watch it on your own. Check it out. It's very worth it. Yeah, I'm just gonna double check that I'm getting yes. Playing sound. <laughs> no, that it's just coming in the proper. I love it, Spade. Little man sitting deep in the light. He's dead in his soul, but he'll keep you alive. Do what he says, not what he do. Cause the truth is for him and the lie is for you. Sad little man, but he's treated like a god. That's the faithless prayer to a fake and a fraud. Worship the man, pledge to his word. One shot, two shot, now you get a third. You could watch the rest of that when you have the time, but I advise you do because it's sad quite, little it's, man. Sad little man. Yeah, yeah it's and it's entirely criticizing Fauci, but <laughs> and normally this like, this is totally fine. Like great guy. Like this is not something they're not trying to make. They're not trying to harass him. They're not trying to threaten him. They're not trying to bully him. Mm -hmm. But YouTube still demonetized this song. Yeah. <clears throat> like, yes, is a, it alleges that the director of the NIAID is lying about the pandemic. Mm -hmm. That's not in dispute anymore. Like, he this is... He's lying. This is yeah. well-proven and well-documented at this point. If you're denying that he has lied, then you're just not paying attention. Yeah, it's mostly an argument out of ignorance. Yeah, um, the, he is the, the most prolific yeah. liar in American society right now, aside from maybe Joe start, Biden. And he didn't start with COVID. No, he, he didn't. He lied. He lied. Like one of the biggest lies that people don't know about is during the HIV crisis uh, in the '90s, he told people that you could catch HIV by somebody like you know, like literally touching you or being in like you know, touching your cereal box and you touch the cereal box. Oh, you're gonna get HIV too. Yeah. Um, and he spread that lie like maliciously, and that led to a lot of a huge amount of fear and scare, mm -hmm. you know, scare tactics that happened. Oh yeah, then. so Fauci this guy's is well known doing for scare tactics. Ages. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's a prolific fear monger. He's yeah. this is not just something that's new, and mm -hmm. now he's profiting off of it. He's now the he's the god of scientism. Yeah, and like not, even in a recent interview, power. like. He recently said in an interview that if the Republicans are criticizing him, they're criticizing science. He's this like, is not the, the first science. time he said this. And he's like, <laughs> no, they'd rather criticize me than criticize science, but they know that criticizing me is criticizing the science. You are not a meter for objective truth. Hmm. The truth is, is that you're an arrogant jackass. <laughs> And that there is a meter for how much people are willing to tolerate. And unfortunately, those on the political left are willing to tolerate a lot in the name of dogma. Yeah. And, and the thing is, like, this is something that really should be more encouraged. Because political leaders, health leaders, all over, like, the U.S., all over Canada, have been doing the same thing. There, there's an arrogance to them that needs to be called out. Like, the like what was it? The... Um, uh, the the Manitoba premier, like mm -hmm. well, like the previous one, he he kind of like stepped down, um, but he uh, Brian Palliser, I think his name was, he yeah. he actually was on the press conference. He said like 
I'm going to give you an 11th commandment. You know, obey your government. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, I, I was reading about that. I was going back and I was reading that. It's just like, obey the public that? health directives. This is yeah, the, the 11th commandment from God. The 11th it's like, commandment, yeah. And then there was that uh, New York governor, uh, the new one that, that took over. Oh, yeah, about how uh, you are my disciples. You're my disciples. And, you know, like, I'm... Like basically, like the, basically, like talking to the point of like almost like I'm a messiah, mm-hmm. that, that kind of thing. Am, You're my apostle. I am the god, and you will obey, and you will kneel before me. Right. Like this and then is you how have... these people think about themselves. Right. And and the thing is, like you know, these kind of things have also been uh, there, there's a policing going on in social media that's brutal, and YouTube has had this problem for a while. Like I remember, like the there was a let's go Brandon. That thing took off. And then two guys made a song. They actually made a very popular song that hit the, the top of the charts. Yep, it did. And what did YouTube do? They're like, whoa, we can't have this song on there. there we, they, they, yeah, they got rid of it because they don't like any uh, criticism of their favored or approved leaders. Mm-hmm. And Joe Biden is deserving of a lot of criticism. He's a public leader. He like I hate to say it, if you're if you're in public office. I'm not saying like it's a it's it's a free for all, but I'm saying you're, you know, like like criticism is valid. Oh yeah, you know, time. in a free society, you're you're free to criticize your leaders, and it's brutal that they're doing this. So yeah, <clears throat> I I think that's awesome. Uh, what are, what are you like the uh, like you think it's a good taste or not? It's it's subjective. Yeah. Well, like it's but satire. I, I still enjoy it. It's satire. It's satire. It's a joke. It's not like they're saying. It's not like they're outright, they're implying that he's lying. They're not trying mm-hmm. to be outright slanderous or libelous. Yeah. They're yeah. not saying, you lied about this. And it's like, well, he's clear he did. Mm-hmm. But if you're outright declaring that, especially in a form of widely available media, then you have yeah. to deal with the legal implications of it. Yeah. And to be fair, let's, let's, let's keep it even. They've done, they, the media has done even worse with Trump, with, um, uh, uh, like that, Don uh, Ben Carson, Doctor Ben yep. Carson. They criticized him mercilessly. They criticized uh, Kaylee McEnany. Yeah, who was like his like press secretary. Like they just criticized everyone. So they like, criticized everyone, even remotely associated with Trump. Yes, and of course and it's so, it's yeah. kind of just a general like the media will come after anybody on the right. Yes, like I think there was one news publication that actually like said that'd be like. Well, Ben Shapiro has been accused of being a neo-Nazi. And that was how they opened their title. It's like, Ben Shapiro, who has been accused of being a neo-Nazi. And it's like, that's how you're going to open your Chiron? Terrible. It's like, what are you trying to push? Yeah. Well, we know what you're trying to push. The number one target of anti-Semitic hate was Ben Shapiro. Speaking of trying to push things, the media is back at it. Let's put They're pushing fear. Talking about Omicron. the Omicron variant, or the Omicron variant, or as our friends in America say, the Omicron variant. <laughs> so this is from CNBC. The South African doctor who first spotted the COVID Omicron variant says symptoms seem mild so far. COVID symptoms linked to the new Omicron variants have been described as extremely mild by the South African doctor who first raised the alarm over the new strain. Dr. Angelique Coetzee told the BBC on Sunday that the patients seem so far have extremely mild symptoms. The WHO said it will take weeks to understand how the variant may affect diagnostics, therapeutics, and vaccines. Symptoms linked to the new Omicron variants have been described as extremely mild. 
the doctor said that she started to see patients around November 18th presenting with unusual symptoms that differed slightly from those associated with the Delta variant. Mm-hmm. It started with a male patient, yada yada. And this prompted her to raise the alarm with South Africa's Vaccine Advisory Committee, of which she is a member. And I think at one point in another video, she's like, well, it seems like it spreads easier, but it's no longer it's no more dangerous. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty much exactly the case, what it was with Delta. Yeah, but, the- uh, but OK, let's let's talk about some of the some of the details that they're, they're well, bef- sh- before we about. break it. OK. Before we break it down, let's talk about how, like, the U.S. is reacting to, like, mm-hmm. oh, it seems mild, but this is how the Americans and this is how the world is reacting. And then we're going to just, then we'll kind of break it down and we'll say, like, was Delta as dangerous as people said it was? Is Omicron likely to be dangerous? Let's break all that down after we talk about how the Americans are shutting down their border. You threw off the emperor's groove. It's like, you threw off his groove. You are not the emperor. Shut up. <laughs> the U.S. imposes travel ban from eight African countries over Omicron variants. So, U.S. will bar entry to most travelers from eight Southern African countries starting on Monday after a potentially more contagious new coronavirus variant was identified in South Africa, Joe Biden said on Friday. The new variant, blah, blah, blah. And he also faces criticism from international health experts and foreign leaders for failing to send vaccines to poorer countries. That's probably a good thing that he didn't. So restrictions do not ban flights or apply to U.S. citizens or lawful U.S. permanent residents. And no cases of Omicron were identified in the U.S. to date, according to the CDC on Friday. Mm -hmm. And of course, Canada has like 10 cases of Omicron, I think so far. One here. here Yeah, there's uh, one here in Alberta. So, but this now is... Now can I unleash? Now yeah. can I unleash the information? Yes, now you can unleash. Go for it. I've been holding it in. It's like a, like a, like a giant fart. Like, wanted yeah. to let it go all day. Constipation. Okay, so, very constipated. Okay, so here's, here's, what, uh, here's what I know so far. One, they're, they're saying that this, this um, supposedly this variant is, uh, is supposed to evade the current vaccines. Okay? Now, it's interesting. Uh-huh. There, was a, there was an article the exact same day... BBC published an article saying like the WHO says like, you know, oh no, these vaccines are totally gonna gonna like take care of Omicron. And then the and the same exact like day, I think like in the same hour, I think, then um the president of Moderna said like, oh no, our vaccines are not gonna be able to cover Omicron. It's like so one is that Omicron is supposedly going to help evade the vaccine. So it's like, huh, you know, it's funny about how that works. Another thing. I've been hearing reports saying that they're they're saying that the Omicron's more supposedly more dangerous for children. Funny how that works, eh? Considering that you know the vaccines for children are coming out, and this is coming out at the same time. Hmm. Funny how that works. Yeah. Um, I've There's also heard no like, data out so far on that. It's I, just a guess. <clears throat> yep. I remember hearing this um, uh, this interview uh, with the former uh, one of the former chiefs of staff of Trump. Who actually predicted, like you know, a few months ago, that yeah. he's like, "Yep, they're going to release the a, a new variant, you know, at some point in the next like month or two or something like that." He he called it, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "Yeah, you predicted this." It's like, "Yep," because I know how this works. I know exactly what they're it's doing. It's really obvious how the pattern works it's nowadays. Very very laid out. They they knew that they needed to stir up more panic because people mm-hmm. were getting used to the um, Delta variant. Yep, and and. They they're also reaching uh, pretty close to the end of the six month 
like you know phase out yeah. like you know so phase of the, so, of the booster of the first yeah, two so shots people who got the booster um what would it be let's see uh july august september october november december so december that's six mm-hmm. we're getting close to the edge right six december yeah. if you got the, the booster or the second dose in july then by december your your protections like null and void what better way to scare you into getting the new boosters than trying to like you know convince you that you're that the you know like to, to convince you that this new scary variant is out there you need to get this booster in order to keep the the thing going on top of that with all the side effects that are going to start exploding with people's like you know like six months of uh protection completely coming to an end they need they need something to blame for what's going to be an absolute explosion in cases Mm-hmm. And what better thing to blame than the Omicron? Another thing, I, I, I don't know if you saw this, Stephen. <clears throat> somebody somebody somewhere shared that Omni- they're saying that one of the symptoms of Omicron, which is bizarre. Is, is like heart stuff. Myor- myocarditis. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, you got myocarditis. That's from the Omicron. That's that from has Omicron. nothing to do with vaccines, you know. Not totally to normal. Totally normal. Totally. Totally. <laughs> Those are the things I know about Omicron. Yeah. I don't. Sounds like a Decepticon. Yeah, just not did, as cool. Did you hear why they they skipped to Omicron? Uh, because uh, the name Z is too popular in uh, China, and they didn't. Want and to, because uh, they didn't want to have the new variant. <laughs> what's the new? What's new? So like the two letters that they skipped. So like Delta, uh-huh. and then there's like Epsilon. Epsilon. And Epsilon yeah. was not a big one. It was a fairly short-lived variant. But uh, then there was the new is. A letter in the Greek alphabet. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, that will just confuse people because then it's like, well, what about the new variant? The new variant. And, and it's What's like, called? New. Yes, new. I know it's new. What's it called? It's yeah. called new. New. Yes, we so, get it. It's I can get why new. that I can Give get why they skipped that. Name. <laughs> it would be confusing. <laughs> that would be an Abbott and Costello skit. Like it would yeah. be great. The new variant. <laughs> Which one? New. The new one. Yeah, that one. Yes. The new one. What is this name? Yeah. New. Mm-hmm. No, no, no! I know we've covered this. Tell me the freaking name. It's like new. Yep. Okay. We're not getting anywhere. <laughs> we've played out this joke to death. <laughs> but we need a new joke. And then, of course, the the Z variant or the G variant. It's G. like, hmm. I wonder what world leader has a name <laughs> that, that is very that similar like that. to that letter. Oh yes, the leader of China. Yeah, the uh, chairman who chairman, funds uh, the the WHO more than any other country. Of course, they don't want to call it the President G variant, because mm-hmm. then that would be like, oh wait, yes, everybody now remembers that this came from China, <laughs> because dude came from China. The China virus. Yeah, the China variant. <laughs> Even though it emerged in South Africa, yep. but every one of them is the China variant because this is a China virus. Now, one thing I th- I didn't know Chinese notice, they, dickhead. They, one thing that they pointed out, and I mean you can do this at your home. Um, the uh, Omicron is actually an anagram. Too. Omicron, not Omicron. Omicron, which is an anagram, and if you actually re- rearrange the letters, it's moronic. It's like it's almost like it's like you want to make a joke. Be like like you want to troll mm-hmm. the uh, yeah the the the, the, the resistors. I'm like that's the way that you're giving them fire, man. You're giving yeah. them fire. Well, like. <laughs> That's funny to an extent, but then it's like, well, of course, you have to consider the Greek alphabet and the spelling of the Greek alphabet has been that way for decades or centuries. Yep. Uh-huh. So it's like, yes and no. It's, it's more of just a, it's a funny coincidence. That's true. It is. 
it is a funny coincidence. But people are afraid of this. And there is no justification for it. Like, we go back to the UK, like, we go back to the UK government statistics because they have very accurate statistics for hospitalizations from the Delta variant. Mm-hmm. The hospitalizations amongst the unvaccinated that died from Delta are exceptionally low. Like, even amongst hospitalizations, as of early September, the rate of deaths from the unvaccinated were 0.3 in hospital. Ridiculously low. And, of course, the rates for the fully vaccinated were, like, 1%. Mm. So it's like, hmm, maybe you should mention that, but they won't. Mm Mm-mm. Because that would go against the narrative. They're like, well, you should still take your vaccine. I'm like, why? If it's four times more likely to die once you get into hospital, then why would you take it? It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. it's just there pushing a, the narrative. There was a there was a UK study. I don't know if I, can, I don't think I can find it right now, but there's a UK study, um, and I was like reading it uh, like last week. I, I I should probably post it, but. Um, basically, they, they basically concluded that the vaccines pro- did nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. I was reading that. I was like, holy crap. Like, they actually, like, like they basically took the numbers and said, like, yeah, the, the vaccines literally did not do it, like, make a difference. Make a dang thing. They didn't even. Well, yeah, like, lock- yeah. lockdowns have not made a difference. Masks yep. have not made a difference. The vaccines yep. overall, after a period of time, have not made a difference. So, unless you're willing to take a vaccine every few months, then, and of course, take immense personal risk yourself. Then, why are we continuing to do this stuff? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make a single lick of difference. It never did. So stop living in fear. The Omicron is likely going to be less deadly than Delta. So if you want, if you want to get natural immunity, now is a good time. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. It was okay before too. Like, get stocked up on green tea, get some kerosene, get some vitamin D and zinc, be okay. Well, I, I recommend, like, you know, if people if people really want um, a, a good, like, manual on how to prevent, to do preventions, uh, look up the eye mask um, uh, protocol. It's from the FLCCC, the Frontline COVID Care yep. Alliance. Uh, Alliance, I think. Yeah, something like yeah, that. CCA. So, they, yeah, so they have an actual like thing called the eye mask uh, protocol. And it gives you a, a whole bunch of very, very like detailed instructions on th- different things that you can do to give yourself a much better chance mm-hmm. of, of not getting like, like really sick. If you do, uh, if you do like encounter like COVID. Yeah. Okay. The other thing that you should, that you should, uh, you know, I recommend everyone look into, there are literally like, hun- like over a hundred studies that show that natural immunity is much better. And we're then, gonna we're gonna go. Well, no, we aren't gonna go gonna, over one of them. But we're gonna touch on that. And we're gonna touch on it later. Yes, we are. Yeah. But just two things that will reassure you. One, mm-hmm. there are ways to prevent that are going to increase your chances of uh, of of beating you know any COVID infection you get. And two, there like if you if you've already had COVID, you're very unlikely to have um, like a, a, like a reinfection, and you're actually safer around other people yeah. because you cannot. You cannot pass transmit COVID it. On There's others. no recorded evidence that you can transmit and it. And the CDC actually proved that last week. We talked about it because they were asked, like, you know, like, oh, do you have any record of like any like any uh, person with natural immunity passing it on? And they're like, uh, we can't find any. It's like, ha, uh-huh. 
No ha ha for you. Ha <laughs> ha. Tell us the next story, Stephen. All right. So the next story, despite all of this evidence that the vaccines have made no difference, that none of this has made a difference, the UK is still pushing for boosters. Yeah. So very unfortunate, but it's the way it is. So this is from Sky, Sky News. The UK to offer every adult a booster shot by January reduces gap between second and third dose to three months. <clears throat> <sighs> Boris Johnson said the government will be pouring everything at it to ensure all eligible residents get a coronavirus booster shot by the end of January amid rising concerns over Omicron. Oh my gosh! It's from yeah. the future! <laughs> it's from because it's been published in December Australia. 1st. I know. December 1st. Yeah, right now it's right. only November 30th, so... Funny thing is, most people, people. This, most people will be watching this most people will be watching this December 1st, so we'll kind of lose some of the some of the magic, but mm-hmm. um, you know, we're talking to you from the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are in the past. By the time you watch this, we will be in the future. Right. <laughs> so, but anyways, the UK government will be offering coronavirus booster shots to all eligible residents by the end of January, as well as reducing the gap between the second and third dose by from six to three months. The changes mm-hmm. were brought, dang it, and due to the concerning Omicron strain, concerning Omicron, like we just detailed this, people, these public health experts are ignoramuses. <clears throat> First discovered in South Africa, was classified as a variant of concern by the WHO, prompting fears of another outbreak in England. Eight new cases of the Omicron have been detected in England overnight, bringing the total number of confirmed cases to 13 in a country of, what, 65 million? Johnson told the press conference that the single best defense is to get vaccinated and receive a booster shot as health Lie. officials scramble to find more information about the new strain each day. <laughs> okay, right there, right there. Look at that. Look at that paragraph. Mm-hmm. Isn't that insane? It's like, like, here's a claim. And then they, they follow it up with the, we, we have we no idea know. what this will be. It's like, yeah. what? Who, who, who writes this garbage? Mm-hmm. It's like, like, you know, the single best defense is to get vaccinated. But also, we don't know if the, the new strain is, like, immune to the vaccination and the, the booster. So, yeah, they just literally contradicted themselves in the one sentence. Yeah. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. This it is, is like, I, I, I swear, these public health officials are Good. literally, like, throwing things out, and they don't even know what they're talking about. They're just, like, message and... Like, like, let's just cross our fingers, hope for the best. It's crazy. Like, yeah. isn't this crazy, Stephen? Oh, it's it's super crazy. Oh. This is this is how the UK is addressing it. Every oh. day, our scientists are learning more about this new COVID variant. I'm sounding Australian. There is oh, one thing we already know for sure. Right now, a single best defense against Omicron is to be vaccinated and get boosted. He said, uh-huh. "If you're boosted, your immune response will be stronger." Not if the Omicron is evading. Or if you yeah. have it naturally. Yeah. Duh. Like, <laughs> every single... Like, they're all puppeting the same narrative. They're yeah. all parroting the same narrative, although it's almost like being played with puppets because of how these people just are like... Uh, they're just like, I'm being told by a singular number of individuals and they basically have their hands up my anus and they're just working my arms in my mouth. Because <laughs> that's just how these about... people seem. Just like, just you're about... all brain dead and just pop parroting the words... That someone else is telling you, and it doesn't reflect science in any way. Doctor, like when we were referring to, to my mouth. <laughs> when we were referring to Doctor Fauci earlier, 
It's like, well, we have to be concerned. We're we're talking, we're acting out of an abundance of caution. Yes, an abundance of caution was warranted at the beginning, at the beginning. when we didn't know anything. Mm. When we thought that the variant, or when we thought that COVID had a 3 to 4% death rate for everybody, an abundance of caution was warranted. Nowadays, it's almost two years later. You know yeah. what is not warranted? An abundance of caution. It's just like, look at the areas that are opened up. Do they have a higher or lower death rates? Well, they're about the same. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know what the definition of insanity is, Stephen? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Mm. That's pretty much what these vaccines, uh, you know, like, you know what? can we just stop calling them vaccines? Because they're not vaccines. I'm sorry. Like, the only thing that, like, right now, the only thing that they can even claim is that it, it supposedly reduces your symptoms yep. so you don't have a serious case of COVID. That's it. They can't. They cannot claim that, that, that they already have admitted that this does not reduce transmission. This does not prevent you from getting uh, hospitalized uh, or, sorry, getting getting COVID. It doesn't prevent you from um, passing it on and, and, and get, even getting hospitalized and dying from it. So the only thing that it, it could provide you is a possible reduction and the mm -hmm. symptoms. That's the only thing they can claim. So that's not a vaccine. That's a treatment. Yes, it is. That's a prevent. That's a preventative treatment. Mm -hmm. If somebody gives you a medicine, like you know, like a uh, uh, ivermectin in uh, no, uh, was, no, no, it was uh, hydroxychloroquine in Africa. They used to give it. To, they still they gave it to people to as a preventative for malaria, right? And no, that that's was a way of, yeah, hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. Yeah, hydroxychloroquine. They gave it to people in Africa as a way to prevent malaria because people were going to get bitten by mosquitoes and malaria was a real public it's nuisance. A threat. Yeah, and so hydroxychloroquine was a way of preventing you from getting a serious case of malaria. You could still get it, but it's reduced in the amount of like, severity, right? That is a treatment. Vaccines are supposed to, are, are supposed to give you immunity. How yeah. many vaccines do you need to get in a lifetime? One. No, you sometimes you need two as an adult. You need yes. one as a child and then one as an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but that those last years, right? And typically and that's only if you leave if you go to like a developing nation. You do not yes. need it if you're staying in North America. Right. And if and the smallpox vaccine was, was similar. I think mm -hmm. you only needed one, possibly two. I think you needed but... one as an infant and then one as like yeah. a five year old. Right. And so once so the you protection that, was you for have, life. You have lifelong protection. You don't have that boost. Like the fact that we're talking about boosters and the fact that they're even arguing that you need the booster after three months shows you how, like, this is a terrible product. The fact, mm -hmm. like, these supposed vaccines are so poor. And, and I mean, and, and the thing is, they have the, they have the, the, the audacity to, to criticize natural immunity, saying, and all they say is that we don't know how long it lasts. I'm like, huh, it's funny because people in 2003, got SARS, and they still have a measure of protection mm -hmm. against the current COVID. That's like, what, like uh, almost like 20, almost 20 years worth of protection. Yep. And, and this thing can't even last you three freaking months yep. before you need a booster. That is how pathetically bad these vaccines are. Yes. It's when you look at the risk benefit calculation, it's, it's so overwhelmingly against the vaccine. The risks are incredibly high. And the benefits are so incredibly low that it's it's like why would you? Yeah. Like this this like up, up 
the fact that they, they they can only say the one approved phrase it's like the vaccine is the vaccine is the best way forward the vaccine, vaccine is the best bust. way forward vaccine or bust yeah and, and it's amazing that you they can't even conceive conceive the idea that you can have vaccines and treatments at the same time yeah because no it, it's like the vaccine and if the vaccine doesn't protect you well you're dead mm-hmm. yeah but thankfully the United States has some glimmers of hope yeah. against all this nonsense. Yeah, it's good. So Missouri judge rules local COVID health orders null and void should be ended. So this is an article from last week from Newsweek. So in response to a lawsuit filed in 2020, Cole County Circuit Judge Daniel Judge Daniel Green. <laughs> Do you realize why that's funny, Danny? It's the mix. Do you realize why this name is funny? Steve, me and Stephen got together. No, that's actually my middle name and my last name. Your middle name is Daniel? Yes, it is. Oh, no way. Okay, I know that. Yeah. I'm like, that's hilarious. So (laughs) ruled that local COVID health measures are null and void, rescinding Missouri mandates. The lawsuit Mm -hmm. was filed when St. Louis and other jurisdictions implemented health mandates to stop the spread of COVID, and the county requires masks in indoor public spaces and on public transportation for both vaccinated and unvaccinated people's five and older. The county, mm-hmm. pulling from an agreement between feds, state, and local public health officials, said until more individuals are inoculated, the measure is necessary to curb the spread of COVID. Okay, think about the logic here. Just, like, stop for a second. Think about the logic that they yeah. just described in that one sentence. What's the goal of these vaccination mandates? Stop the spread. Yeah. What is the one thing that we already talked about that they conceded that, that these the vaccine vaccines doesn't don't do? do. Curb it the spread. Prevent the spread. What is the only way, Stephen, to prevent the spread? The only way to prevent the spread? Well, okay, I'd say there's two ways. Is to accept that there's going to be a massive initial wave, and then Mm -hmm. later on there will be a lower wave once everyone has natural immunity. Or you basically lock everyone else, everyone in their home for house arrest. No, actually that doesn't even stop it because that only delays it. Well, that delays it, yes. But that does curb the spread in the short term. Yeah. But natural immunity is the only way to prevent transmission because yes. natural immunity is a guarantee that you will not pass it on. Mm-hmm. Because when you get the virus, your body kills it. The vaccines don't. They allow you to, like you know, to to continue to carry the virus. And yeah. secondly, like like think about how how stupid this is. They they, they we already know that the vaccine doesn't. Uh, this is like now common knowledge. It's so mm-hmm. widespread. Even the left is admitting this. And masks, they still believe the masks are somehow this magic bullet that's going to stop you. So like the amount of like uh, cognitive dissonance in people it's nowadays, it's incredible. It's quite big. Yeah. So Green said the orders like those are in direct violation of Missouri's constitution and the separation of powers clause and are therefore illegal. The cases about whether Missouri's Department of Health or Senior Services regulations can abolish representative government in the creation of public health laws and whether it can authorize closure of school or a closure of a school or assembly based on the unfettered opinion of an unelected official, the court finds it cannot. Good, good. Yeah, we thank the Judge Daniel Green. (laughs) Basically, like, you know. Well done. Brother from another mother. Another Green. (laughs) Yeah. Now, a little addition to this. There have been multiple courts uh, in the U.S. that have been pushing back and rejecting Biden's mandate. So that one, basically, one is in California and one is in D.C. 
These are like both liberal, liberal, like, you know. Well, states. and there was there was another judge who sided against the public health measures in favor of some churches in New York State. Yep. Like ju- there are places all around the United States that are siding in favor of people and their human rights. Whereas, unfortunately, here in Canada okay. and other places like the UK and Australia and Austria and France and Germany, the courts are siding in favor of the government. And usually in a very, very, like, uh, what do you call it? It, it almost like in an unapologetic way. Mm-hmm. The Manitoba court, the, the one that sided with the government, yeah. that he chief basically justice. said, like, well, yeah, the chief justice in that, in that case basically said, well, I don't know science, so I'm just going to, like, give the government the benefit of the doubt. Which is well, why and even, even in that one, he's like, I acknowledge that their charter rights are being violated, but... Mm-hmm. We don't want to second guess the public health officials, the public health officials who were unelected and in which their guidance has no, has been proven by this point to not affect COVID numbers, mm-hmm. death mm-hmm. rates, or hospitalizations. Hmm. Uh, I only have one thing to say to that judge. It's your job. Yes, that it is, is your, your job. freaking job. Like, you're not a scientist, but you... Are the you are the thing that keeps like accountability alive. Yeah. I don't freaking care if you're a doctor or not. You need to make a decision based on a science. Like none of the jurors in the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, case were forensic forensic experts. Or none legal of them experts. were legal experts. None of them were like any of that stuff. They're not experts in any of these kind of things. And yet they they can still evaluate the evidence and make a decision. The fact that you're not it shows that it's you're problematic. A, it's really problematic. Yeah. I was going to say something worse, but yes, I agree. Yep. Okay. So moving on to the CDC. CDC. Unfortunately, the CDC doesn't seem to care about the legal repercussions of what they're trying to do. Hmm. And we're going to address the story right now. So this is an article from the Gateway Pundit, about how the CDC funded a study that has showed no significant difference in COVID-19 transmission between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. Hmm, Funny how that works. So they published a study, and you can find that, you can find the link to the study in the article, which we're going to highlight in our description, which was a collaborative project jointly run by Cold Springs Harbor Labs, Yale University, and the British Medical Journal. A global healthcare knowledge provider concluded there is no significant difference in the transmission potential of vaccinated and unvaccinated persons infected with COVID-19 Delta variants in federal prison during an outbreak between July to August of 2021. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting this is being shared by Jordan Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's so woke. Oh, it's man, great. I love Jordan Peterson so He's much. So based. It's so great. based. So the study showed that there is no significant differences were detected in the duration of the RT-PCR positivity, which, of course, not the greatest test to use. It's pretty fraudulent. Amongst fully vaccinated participants versus those not fully vaccinated, or in duration of culture positivity amongst the 95 eligible participants out of the 190, of whom 78 were fully vaccinated and 17 were not fully vaccinated. So, of course, there's a smaller sample size, but it's also in a prison, and it's also amongst those who test positive. Mm-hmm. So uh, the findings show that prevention and mitigation measures should be applied without regard to vaccination status for persons in high-risk settings or those 
with significant exposures. And the yeah. final segment that I'm going to cover here. In this investigation, we found no statistically significant difference in transmission potential between the vaccinated persons and persons who were not fully vaccinated. Therefore, our findings indicate that prevention and mitigation measures should be applied, which is exactly what we just said. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why they're copying it again. <laughs> it's this, just this, kind of doubly whatever. They're just repeating themselves. Yeah, okay, they so like, the big thing well, they're quoting like... from the study is what they're doing. Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, so the big thing here is that, uh, okay, so we've seen, like, so many examples of this very thing. You said it's a small sample size, but, like, there was a cruise ship not that long ago mm -hmm. that, like, 100% everyone on that ship is totally vaccinated. Guess what? They had an outbreak. Yep, there was did. a nursing home. I remember uh, I, saw, I saw an article last week. Nursing home, 100% fully vaccinated. No one's allowed to come into the nursing mm -hmm. home unless you're fully vaccinated. Guess what? They had an outbreak. Yep. Then you have San Francisco... Had another like you know similar thing. Universities the are Ottawa the same senators. Thing. Yeah. Oh, the uh, remember the uh, the that that Democratic senators from Texas. Yep. They flew to DC and they're like mm -hmm. you know like like celebrating on the planes. They're like ah we're so yep. we're so edgy COVID. and all that kind of stuff. And then they ended up getting COVID and passing it on to a whole bunch of people. These are all vaccinated people. Yep. The the whole message, like remember we we looked at that uh, Sesame Street like propaganda piece with Dr. Gupta. We've looked at uh, even Gupta. our yeah. We we've looked what at our, our own our own government's propaganda like pamphlet last week, and they all keep repeating the same lie. If you why do you get vaccinated to protect others? I'm like no, we already know that that is not the case. The only thing that it might do might em major emphasis on might is it might reduce your symptoms, but you cannot stop from giving it and from getting it. So you got to stop saying these kind of things because, and mm -hmm. then also there's no justification for mandates. No, none. because it is no reason. And there's, to... there's zero justification. Of course, if there's the same amount of possibility that you're going to be passing it on and there's no difference in transmission between the vaccinated and unvaccinated, which we've been saying for a long time that the yeah. amount of what is it? Viral load was the same amongst the vaccinated and unvaccinated. This is just another sometimes, study that confirms this. Sometimes worse. I will oh, say sometimes it sometimes is worse. worse. Yes, that's very true. Yeah. But And we've been saying this for a long time. So it's like there's zero reason, zero justification to force someone to get the vaccination to mm -hmm. keep or to acquire a job. Mm -hmm. Because all of the evidence is showing that it doesn't do any of the things that it promised to do. And of course, I was reading an earlier article. I wasn't reading it, but I was listening. And basically the CDC and Dr. Fauci is like, well, we intended for it to be three shots anyway. It was never <laughs> intended as a two dose regimen. It was always intended as a three dose regimen. It's like mm -hmm. you lying hack. Yeah. You're all lying so. hacks. Yeah. They're so dishonest. Well, and that's why I'm going to transition to the next story now. Mm -hmm. And then we can have a more in-depth conversation about all this. So that's why the CDC shifted the pandemic goals away from reaching herd immunity. This is an article from earlier in November, but it's still important. So there's always been one collective goal for bringing it to an end, achieving herd immunity. That's why so many people are immune to a virus that it runs out of potential when so many people are immune, that it runs out of potential host to infect, causing an outbreak to sputter out. Many Americans embrace the novel farmyard phase and with it projection that once 70 to 80% or 85% of the population was vaccinated, the virus would go away and the pandemic would be over. 
Now the herd is restless, and the experts of the CDC and prevention CDC have set aside herd immunity as a national goal. The prospects for meeting a clear herd immunity target are very complicated, yeah, said Dr. Jefferson Jones, a medical officer on the CDC COVID-19 Epidemiology Task Force. Mm-hmm. Thinking, quote, thinking we'll be able to achieve some sort of threshold where there'll be no more transmission of infections may not be possible. Jones acknowledged last week to members of a panel that advises the CDC on vaccines. Mm-hmm. Now, according to this article, vaccines have been quite effective at preventing cases. But that's a lie that lead mm-hmm. to serious illness and death, but none has prevent, proved reliable at blocking transmissions to the virus. Recent evidence has also made clear the immunity provided by vaccines can wane in a matter of months. Okay. With why do they keep, all of why that? Why do they use the word immunity? You notice that? Hmm? They just they, they just admitted that you that they can't prevent transmission, mm-hmm. but then they call they they say like you know uh, the immunity provided the vaccine. Yep. They they've already admitted that, that there's no that these vaccines don't provide immunity. So like the language they think they, they they're stuck in the same language. It's crazy. Yep. But yeah, and the CDC like the rationale for not continuing with herd immunity is because they know that as more people get it naturally and have naturally immuting naturally immune systems that are actually reacting to this and they have memory b cells and memory t cells that stop the transmission and stop the acquisition of this virus that fewer and fewer people will be afraid of it because fewer and fewer people will be vulnerable to it but they're like well we don't want we don't want herd immunity because if we actually achieved herd immunity, which most of the America, most of the United States has achieved, mm-hmm. and a lot of Canada has achieved, then it would be over, and they could no longer use power to exert dominance and yeah. exert their control over society. Yeah, and it's constantly moving the goalposts. It's well, we have to have lower cases. We have to we have to stop the spread. We have to have high vaccination rates. We have to have everybody get a booster. We have to have all these things. Nothing you know, they do will ever stop it. And as long as you comply, and we've said this for ages, as long as you comply, the longer they will put these things in place. You know, you know what's really amazing, like when you really think about it, is that their like psychotic push to get every single possible person vaccinated has actually dragged this pandemic on mm-hmm. indefinitely. If if people had actually just gotten COVID, particularly people who are not at risk, yeah, younger people, and, and just younger people like under forty, you you would virtually have stopped the spread mm-hmm. very quickly because of the natural immunity would have like stopped the spread yeah. in its in its tracks. But by by forcing younger people to get the vaccine, they've actually encouraged not only the um, uh, antibody uh, dependent enhancement. They mm-hmm. encourage the transmission of this virus and the variants and all this kind of stuff. They have actually created the Frankenstein. Yep, they have. They have, and it's, and it's so, really sad. Yes, and, and it's and, and it's angering. Final, yeah, and the final thing is like, okay, so we've we've concluded already. The only potential reason somebody would get the vaccine is to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. That is the only reason. Yep. The only legitimate reason to get the vaccine. Then, Stephen, what possible justification could there be to give kids this vaccine? What possible justification? If the only thing you're doing is supposedly protecting yourself, is there actually a, a, any rationale anymore? No, there was no. never any rationale. It no. was all it yeah, was. Well, but power, well, wanted, fear, and control. They wanted to argue that kids pass it on to grandma. Oh, I know. 
That was their argument. But that was a joke. On. It was it was never it was a, a thing. Joke. It was never a thing. But, but now here to, here to have a good conversation about natural immunity because we're going to talk more about vaccines and kids in our next story. Yeah. But here to talk about a very hilarious oh, so conversation good. about natural immunity. Let's look at Sender Rand Paul, one of our favorites here. Oh. Shrewd dudes. Public roasting. Public roasting. Familiar with an Israeli study that had uh, 2.5 million patients and found that the vaccinated group was actually seven times more likely to get infected with COVID than the people who had gotten COVID naturally. Senator, I'd have to get back to you on that one. I'm not familiar with that study. Well, you think you might want to be if you're going to travel <laughs> your the country call. insulting the uh, millions of Americans, including NBA star Jonathan Isaac, who have had COVID, recovered, look at a study with 2.5 million people and say, well, you know what? It looks like my immunity is as good as a vaccine or not. And in a free country, maybe I ought to be able to make that decision. Instead, you've chosen to travel the country calling people like Jonathan Isaac and others, myself included, flat earthers. We find that very insulting, goes against the science. Are you a doctor or a medical doctor? I have worked uh, over 30 um, years on health so policy. You're, you're not a medical doctor. Do you have a science degree? And yet you travel the country calling people <laughs> flat earthers who have had COVID, looked at studies of millions of people, and made their own personal decision that their immunity they naturally acquired is sufficient. But you presume somehow to tell over 100 million Americans who have survived COVID that we have no right to determine our own medical care. You, you can listen to more of that. If you watch the video, which I highly recommend that you do, we just don't have the time oh, to cover good. six minutes. But yeah, Rand so Paul just good. dismantles this guy. Takes him down. And the way that Rand Paul does it is so... It's so frank, but yes. it's it's just filled with scientific information. And he's just like, I'm mm -hmm. going to dismantle you because you were in charge of deciding public policy and deciding these public health care measures... But you don't know anything about it. And Rand Paul has done the same thing with Fauci. And Fauci's been like, you you, you, you just don't know what you're talking about. It's like Rand Paul's like, yes, I do. <laughs> it's like, clear that you don't know what you're talking about and that you're fear-mongering because you're a self-righteous asshat. But so the, Rand the Paul, thing is like, leader yeah, of the Rand free Paul, world, basically. Rand Paul, is just, he's so good at like just really cutting through the bullcrap and and just like going straight at This is why I uh -huh. love... I love Rand Paul. That's why I love uh, Ted Cruz. They don't allow people to get away with their their, their little like tactics. So, so yeah. right there, you saw when he when he addressed Xavier Becerra. Yeah, he, he asked him like you know like what was um it's like do you, are you uh, do you have like any uh, training as a medical doctor? He's like I have over thirty years and like working. It's like so no. The answer is no. He's like public policy on healthcare. And yeah, it's like it's like no. You're not no. a doctor. So you don't have you you can't speak authoritatively. Secondly, do you have a science training? And clearly he didn't. So, like, no. And yet he's going around and actually, like, accusing people of being idiots. Yep. He does not have the authority. Like, like, like I would not go around telling people, giving people medical advice. Like, I, I, would, I can tell people what I know. Mm -hmm. And I can source it so that my goal is for them to look it up and, and, form, and be better informed. I cannot tell somebody what to do or even tell people... That they like, you know, like uh, authoritatively about something. Neither can Xavier, even though he has the title as the head of the Health and Human Services, 
he doesn't have the authority to say, I know more than you. And if you follow, if you follow this video, you'll actually go into it and you'll basically say like, well, important people and smart people have looked into this and we've all come to a collective conclusion that Trust we're the scientists, working. everybody. We are the science. We are the science, right? No. It, it's the, this is why I came up with that that uh, that uh, that acronym SAD. Xavier Becerra is a smug, arrogant douchebag. Mm -hmm. He literally is so full of himself that he yeah. cannot even bring himself to apologize for a clear, um, you know, like insult to people. Mm -hmm. Basically saying you're dumb if you don't do what I say. Well, and he can't even accept the possibility that he might be wrong. Yeah, no, they can't. Like. We can all accept it's like, yes, there's a possibility we might be wrong. It's unlikely. Yeah. It's no, exceptionally it might... unlikely with all the data we've seen. But yeah. sure, we might have been misled in every single way. And we're willing to have the conversation. Yeah, We're really... willing to have that and accept it. Yes, Set. we can have our minds changed. Whereas these, these individuals, mm -hmm. and I know you want to speak as soon as I'm done talking to you. These yeah. individuals are so set are so ingrained in their own narratives. Mm -hmm. They're like, no, I cannot be wrong. The people that I trust, the scientists, the ones mm -hmm. that aren't, oh, they're not the ones that are evil and attacking the vaccines. They're not the ones who are the flat earthers. Mm -hmm. It's only the heralded, the great scientists, the Dr. Fauci's, the Teresa Tams. Those mm -hmm. are the wondrous people, and all of our decisions must be based upon them. No. None of these people have even the slightest inkling. They're like, I am so dead set in my beliefs that I am absolutely right and everybody else is absolutely wrong and that mm -hmm. there's no way that I could even be even moderately wrong. Mm -hmm. Now that's why they have had such an influential impact on public policy. Mm -hmm. And it's been devastating to Western society. Mm-hmm. You were wanting oh, to say something. Yes, I was like letting you finish your little spiel. My little um, rant. Little rant there. Um, little rant rant. Um, so the thing, I, I always have a policy. I follow the evidence, wherever the evidence leads. Mm -hmm. And I'm willing to accept, if I'm wrong, I want to know about it. And I'm willing to accept that I'm wrong. And so I always welcome people like, hey, what do you got? Like, you know, give me, give me some information. Maybe I am wrong about this thing. Maybe we're wrong on transmission, but it's not... But the problem with these people, uh, like Xavier Becerra, is that they are the epitome of close-mindedness. Mm -hmm. They are the absolute epitome, the the gold standard of what a close-minded person looks like. Yep. They don't. It's not. It's not that they don't know the science around, like that that contradicts them. Is that they don't want to know. They are absolutely like. Well, they don't care. We cannot. Yeah. They, we don't know, and we don't care. It, like we're right, and it's all about being right to them. And I get he's a public health official. Part of his job requires him to. Like you know, ha have a, a like you know a strong united front, but like it's it's that kind of arrogance that makes yeah. people not trust the public health mm -hmm. official. Yeah. Remember that that video you and I looked at um, a, a while ago, the Sea Dog. Yeah. Um, like they say, like why, like why don't people trust their public health? If only people trusted us more, then we'd be better. I'm like, you haven't deserved our trust. You have no. to earn it. And so stop demanding that we that we trust you and start demonstrating yeah. that we can trust you mm -hmm. yeah, maybe things will change well it's it's kind of like fool me once shame on me 
fool me twice. Or fool, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, these people have fooled you like a dozen times. And you still believe them. What's wrong with you? Like, are you so naive? And I'm talking to those specifically who are still in favor of all these measures and still in favor of, okay, we need to trust the scientists. How are you that naive to think that these people are not manipulative and evil? But talking about manipulative and evil, Mm -hmm. let's talk about the Saskatchewan government. So this is a story from last week, but we just didn't have time to cover it because there was so much that we were covering. Saskatchewan to ban COVID-19 protests near schools as it rolls out vaccine shots for kids. The Saskatchewan government has introduced legislation that would ban COVID-19 protests within 50 meters of schools, including on sidewalks as the province gets ready to roll out vaccination clinics for younger children in schools and other settings. Legislation was introduced Monday to ensure families can enter schools without being harassed. Similar to the protections provided for patients, staff, and families accessing our hospitals, it's important that our children, parents, teachers, and staff are able to access schools in the province without fear of interference or intimidation. In particular, it's important to ensure our children do not feel scared or threatened. The government said the proposed safe zone would expire two years after it came into force. The Saskatchewan is to receive its first shipment of COVID-19 vaccine for children Tuesday and to begin vaccinations on Wednesday. So, like, it's trying to, this story, and if you read it, it implies one thing. Mm-hmm. It implies that those who are protesting are the bad guys are going well are the bad guys and that they are going to be interfering intimidating and threatening mm-hmm. if you've ever been to one of these protests like i remember going to the one that they had outside foothills hospital yeah there was nobody threatened there was nobody intimidated it was like if you disagree like yeah we think you're not that bright but you can go on your way. We're not going to block you from going to the... We didn't block any ambulances. We didn't do anything. In fact, one of the ambulance drivers... I hope he didn't get punished for this, but he was openly in support of us. Mm-hmm. He, like, flashed the flashed the sirens to show mm-hmm. that he supported the movement because mm-hmm. that's what it was. This was a solidarity movement mm-hmm. to show support for those who are refusing the vaccine mandates. And, of mm-hmm. course, these protests are... Wanting to happen outside the schools because they're putting vaccination clinics inside schools. I'm glad that they're not doing this in Alberta. Yet. Yeah. But the fact that they are putting these vaccination clinics in schools is a frightening sign for parents. Mm -hmm. Because we already know in Ontario that they were giving vaccinations to kids 12 and older without parental consent. Hmm. Actually, they were giving them ice cream. Yeah, they were giving them ice cream if they got it. And they weren't telling their parents that they got it. That is the kind of coercion mm-hmm. that these public health officials are encouraging. Uh, they're full like on when, when called point. out on it, they were like, well, like we need to make sure that everyone gets the vaccine against parental guidance. Yep. Like parents are the primary caretakers of children, not the state. Mm-hmm. We've outlined this a bazillion times. The state is not the primary caretakers of our children. We are. So back off. Well, they are in a fascist government, so. 
I know. And in, in a fascist government. And of course, if you start to restrict these things, if you make it so that you can't actively protest, you can't peacefully assemble to say, I disagree with these mandates, and these are all the people that disagree with these mandates alongside me. If you do not allow public protest, then you start to get into the realm of... Oh, before you run, jump, run into the next story, I'm waiting for you to finish. Fine. Sorry. Sometimes you go into these little like long rants, and I'm like, okay, let him get, let him, let him get through it, and then I'll okay, fine. I'll do my thing. You you give your two cents, <laughs> and then I'm gonna kind of justify my going into the next story because it was a late okay, edition. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um. So a couple things about the uh, you know, like the the whole you know school school thing. Okay. The the government, whenever a government has to hide things. You know that they're up to no good. This mm -hmm. is what they did with the GSAs, the gay alliance, uh, gay straight alliances yes. in schools. What do they do? They 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 intentionally keep them secret. Mm -hmm. Now the justification for that was safety. It's always safety. I want to I want to make this clear. Every every abuse of government power is always justified the by, under the guise of safety. Right. So give me a break. This whole safety thing is is garbage. Secondly. They're accusing people of doing something before they've ever done it. This is like, uh, like you know, like what what is it like? Um, a Minority Report. It's mm -hmm. like you know, like assuming that bad things are going to happen before they ever like do. Like you know, like if you want to punish people for actually do it, like actually uttering threats to children, I'm behind you 100%. If you want to punish people for interfering and actually physically, like you know, restraining people from going in there, I'm behind you. I. I don't think this is right, but I wouldn't go to the extent of like actually physically trying mm -hmm. to impede people yeah. from doing this kind of stuff. I still think it's wrong, but I wouldn't go that route, right? Yeah. Now, um, they, the government has is acting like an absolutely like this. This is so creepy, and let me let's put out how creepy this is. What what are the things I heard? They are actually um, providing uh, like uh, support dogs. Mm -hmm. Like when you think about that, this is how scared children are. They're already scared, and you're trying to like calm them so that you can give them this dangerous shot that we don't know. We have no idea what this is gonna do to children in the, in the future. Like this is this is how how like the, this is the kind of this has way too much like um, similarities. Mm -hmm. To what they did in the concentration. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it's the same. I'm saying look at what they did when they tried to usher the Jews into those like places. They they yeah. they came up with all these like clever ways of making them like you know be like oh no 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 it's it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine oh you're just gonna just gonna get a shower it's like oh yeah. no no like you know like like they try they don't they don't make it obvious what they're doing they try to hide the real evil that they're doing and and yeah. try to make people not know. Children, like we talked before, cannot defend themselves properly. They are fully vulnerable, and they they trust their they trust people who are in authority. They don't they don't have they, they they're not strong like they're not smart enough to be able to to say no. I think this is wrong, and they're definitely not mm -hmm. brave enough. Most kids don't have a tough time saying no to an adults. They do, and it can be overpowered. Yeah, so they they need to be protected. So this I actually had a little commentary. Yeah, you know it. who has a vaccine like therapy dog? Who? Tate's mom. She has a vaccine therapy dog. Yep, she's training oh. her dog to be a vaccine therapy dog for kids. Uh, Tate told me, and he's like, "She's gone full crazy." I'm like, uh, <laughs> "Yes, yeah, she is." Uh, 
But the other way of going full crazy is if you don't have an outlet, if you do not have a way to voice your displeasure and say, this is the amount, these are the numbers that resist this. Like if we didn't have a public avenue for protest, we do, thankfully, not for long, probably. But if we don't have a public avenue for protest, that inevitably devolves into more violent confrontations. It does. And these violent confrontations, unfortunately, some of them are inspired by members of the right. So this is an article from Vice, which we most likely shy we shy away from using Vice at all possible. But mm-hmm. this is an okay article. So yeah. QAnon's quote, Queen of Kenda calls for followers to kill people vaccinating children. So influencer Romana Dedulo told her 70,000 followers that duck hunting season is open. And by duck, she means healthcare workers, politicians, and journalists. So earlier this week, she opened up duck hunting season. Now, to be clear, we're not talking about hunters and hip waiters going after our fine feathers friends. These duck hunters are soldiers of this woman, a Canadian who has convinced thousands of her adherents that she is the secret ruler of Canada, targeting healthcare workers, administering COVID-19 vaccines to children, politicians, journalists, and others who make up the cabal at the head of the QAnon conspiracy. She issued an order to the soldiers of her kingdom of Canada's military. She demanded the mass arrest of those they consider opposition and wanted her soldiers to take control of the newspapers and seize the border. Shoot to kill anyone who tries to inject children under the age of 19 years with the COVID vaccines, bioweapons, or other vaccines. This order is effective immediately. So the follow-up post on Tuesday changed the wording from shoot to kill to arrest. But, like, this is, this is in a very extreme route. Danny nor I certainly not advocating violence against anybody. No. If you in, if you take your kid to be given the COVID-19 injection, both of us ha- totally believe that you were abusive to your children. We think you're deplorable. Like, yeah, like, we think you're deplorable. Yeah, you're basket deplorable. of deplorables mm-hmm. are all the parents that choose <laughs> to vaccinate their children for this stupid virus. But no, we're not advocating for you to be shot. We're not, not advocating to kill you. Because that is an extreme reaction. Now, of course, a lot of these public health officials, a lot of these government officials that have sidestepped human rights, yes, in reality, you should be arrested. But we want you to go through the system because otherwise we have to overthrow the system. And if we have to overthrow the system, then that inevitably devolves an anarchy. Yeah, it does. So we don't want that. uh, We want there to be a semblance of good government. Yeah, look at what happened in the French Revolution. They, Mm -hmm. They, you know, like, People, people became desperate. Okay, so in France, like under under uh, under the, um, the the French uh, royalty, the people were just absolutely desperate. Like, yeah, they, they had were. nothing to lose. By that point, they were like, "We're done. There's nothing left." Mm-hmm. And so the entire populace rose up and like pretty much overpowered Over the, like, the army. Yep, they did because they did not have enough soldiers to be able to stop a like a mob of that that size. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was it devolved into crazy amounts of like chaos all sorts of like like terrible things happen rapes and murders and all sorts of things like executions by the the truckload like that was yep. going on but then in that in in, in that era of chaos rose something worse which was the napoleon's like you know like basically dictatorship right well that there was a period of time where it was even worse than that yeah it was worse than that the reign of terror of maxime robespierre yeah he was lovely such a lovely guy yeah. But 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 like okay so let 
that's that's the one without possibility. Like, if you yeah, if you if you, <laughs> if, you, if, you if you forget about the like like people, it takes a lot for people to get desperate enough to feel like they have to like no choice but to overthrow a government. Mm-hmm. Like most of the passive revolts happened because people were just like at such a point of desperation that they they basically didn't care if they died or not. Yeah, most people in Canada, it would take them a lot. A, an awful lot to get them to the point where they would be so desperate that they're willing to die rather than live mm-hmm. under the like the, the rules. The current so this, regime. Is why, this is why Canada's not not even close to that because most people live in comfort still. Yeah. Most people are still giving their things. Now, on the other side, let's let's be honest. Most of these most of these things that that, that are being done are crimes against humanity. They are. Yes. They are crimes against humanity. Uh, there are there are doctors in Germany, Nazi Germany, that were executed and that were like tried because of their crimes against people. And, the, the, and again, we're not making a straight comparison between Holocaust and this. What we're saying is there are similarities in the things that were happening pre-war yeah. that we're seeing now. And to and ignore that, means, and yeah. to ignore these similarities, yeah, is something you should do at your own peril. Yeah. There's a reason why these fences were put up after the after the war. During the Nuremberg trials, they created the Nuremberg Code. And that was meant to be a protection from this happening again. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, like people when you tell when you ask people, like, do you know what like informed consent is? They're like, uh, informed what? I'm like, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. Well, it's nobody's yeah. giving. Like, were you given informed consent when you get the vaccine? It's like What's Well, they that? told me it was good for me. It's like it's <laughs> yeah. not informed consent. That's uh, you're dumb. <laughs> yeah, like Every time, every time I gave a massage, mm-hmm. I had to say like, yeah, some people may have like pain or redness or swelling. If yeah. like you have a certain muscle reaction, yes, that's mm-hmm. called informed consent. Yeah, and then you have to get permission, and you have to get them to sign a little form saying they're willing to do it regardless because they've been informed. Yeah, the uh, I talked to a girl at the uh, one of the rallies here. She uh, she actually showed me two documents. One was the that the, the, the shorter document that they give you from Pfizer if you're going to mm-hmm. get the shot. And it's not informed consent. It's basically like a shorter little like pamphlet, like, you know, thing that if, a little but, then she thing. Showed, but then she showed me the actual full size like document that is actually gives you every bit of detail about the entire thing. Yeah. And she's like, no, I, she, she had to go through a lot of hurdles mm-hmm. to be able to find that. Nobody is given nothing. Nobody nope. is fully informed on the risks, and they're and let me let me let's put it this way: they're straight up being lied to, mm-hmm. straight totally. up being lied to about the risks. You know, like oh, you might get a little boo boo, maybe a headache. It's like oh, can I die? Uh, yeah, no, no, you're fine. No, no, no death. That that don't happen. It's like oh god, just just stop. Really? Like, yeah. What was you like? Lying. What was it like? Was it like six deaths in Canada from like kids under twelve? Yeah, I think so. Since the pandemic, it's yeah. like really small, right? And that's like deaths with COVID. Yeah. Now, how many deaths do you think we're gonna get in the like five to eleven year olds in the next year and a half? Thousands. Yeah, way more than the six that we've had so far total. It's mm-hmm. like this is why it's like. A lot of us are really thinking, and this is why I've stopped calling this thing a vaccine. A, it doesn't work like a vaccine, but B, no. it's a bioweapon. It's meant to absolutely dis- demolish your immunity, your immu- your body's immunities, and it's 
it's actually like you know causing more harm than good. So I don't, I don't, I refuse to call this a vaccine anymore because that implies that it's doing something good, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's actually doing the opposite. Yeah, that, that's my that's my my approach. I'm not sure where Steven's at. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a bioweapon. I don't think it's actually a medicine at all. Oh, it's. I don't know. It's just like it's done so poorly and everything that it's staggering that everything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong. And, continues to and it's wrong. like with all the current medical technology we have available, mm-hmm. how did you do this by accident? It's questionable. No, it's At the very best, it's questionable. And it's like you have... And then they're like, well, no, we can't admit that there's anything wrong. So we're going to double down and just give more doses. Yeah. It's, it's madness. Like that, uh, it's like that Principal Skinner uh, meme. It's like, oh, yeah. Is it me? Is it, pos- is it possible that I'm wrong? No, no it's, it's everybody else. anti yeah. yeah. Everybody else that's totally wrong. It's everyone else that's totally wrong. All right. <laughs> that's going to be the end of the Tuesday News Day. Thank you all for watching. If you're following us on our various platforms on BitChute, YouTube, YouTube, and Rumble, even though this episode will not be going live on YouTube because duh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then please like, share, comment, and subscribe, and send us your questions. We'll be happy to answer them. Um, for anybody who is watching after the live stream that we did last Thursday, if you have questions about any of the sources that we had, then feel free to comment, feel free to email, and we will source it back to you as soon as we can. Yeah, we if have you're, all- Oh yeah, we have tons of sources. They're part of our resources page, so if you don't feel like asking us a personal question, then go check out that, and you can source that there as well. If you're following us on any of our podcast platforms, you can please be encouraged to download, to share, and email us if you have any stuff, because you can't comment in any podcast websites, and if you can, we will never see it. Because I don't get notified. Because I don't, I just have the one site which posts it to all of my various podcast platforms. So if it does have a commenting option, there's no way I'm seeing it. So too bad. Lots to keep track of. Lots to keep track of. Oh, it's a ton of things to keep track of. Mm-hmm. Like this is a hobby in which we definitely dedicate, I'd say probably five to ten hours a week on. Yeah. Easy. That we don't make any money from. So this is a no. labor of love, people. Yeah, so Steven does a lot of Steven Steven spends a lot of time like not only preparing the live stream but also uh, doing a lot of the 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 sharing onto the uh, the editing and well I don't do too much editing but mostly it's just like curating the content so we can get the proper clips and uploading it to all the various sites. Yeah, because not only do you takes a while. Not only do you post the whole video, the whole episode, the whole uh, episode, but you also take the smaller clips and post them on Mm -hmm. on uh, the as well but then i also spend a lot of time uh preparing the uh the content for the website that's yep. um that uh, in, i remember like last uh last time like last update was the lockdowns that took me like half a day yeah half a day of organizing sorting all the uh all this all the uh, sources and then putting them into the actual uh website page um it's a lot of work and i, yeah. I love doing it like this is why this is why i do it because i love doing it and i i genuinely like uh, giving people like a place where like, you know I want people to have the yep. all the information that that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, t- t- take this is not a plea for money. No, not at all. But if if you feel inclined, contact Lisa, us. And then we'll send Lisa, you a, a way to give us some contributions money. or funds. This is 
I'm, okay, I'm now you're just making us sound double speaking. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Danny did the intro. So if you take away one thing from the Shrewd Dudes podcast, it's why be rude when you can be shrewd. Amen. Have a great night, everybody. We will see you on Thursday. Until then, God, God bless. bless. Yeah. Oh.